I think my favorite chocolate-covered snacks would be chips, then Ritz. Nah, but peanuts. Actually, I don't like peanuts that much. Welcome to Respawn 8 Fire Kick-Ass Raven Gaming Podcast. <laughs> Ralph Lydia's. I'm your host, Adam. Likes chocolate on things. Gumbert. And today we have Do you this- like... Real quick, do you like those like card shaped? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, imagine, imagine if you will, <laughs> that this is just the wind. The, the sound of the wind has formed audible English language. Imagine, okay. if you will, that the wind is asking you if you like those little like card shaped like chocolate things, like the traditional like chocolate cracker thing, where it's like a rectangular thingy with like a slab of chocolate on it. Rectangular thingy with a slab of chocolate on hold it. Hold on, I'll, I'll find it. I'll find it. <laughs> and then just for the chat. chat. I yeah, have yeah, no yeah. idea hold what on, the, the wind is talking about. Today we have with us Chad. What's your favorite kind of chocolate and peanut butter, Michael Linus? Oh, I, first of all, chocolate plus peanut butter is unrivaled. Second of all, never ever gets a shout out. Chocolate covered orange slices, y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can even do like the cheap hobo version that I do every once, like once every three years. I'll get an actual orange off of my neighbor's orange tree. <laughs> Stealing? Stealing. No, they have buckets that they put out all the time. Yeah. Free oranges, free lemons. Peel that shit, take one little segment, dip it into a nice gooey thing of Nutella, and just... Mm, with the tongue yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. We with all, the tongue. Yeah. We also have with us Alex. Does chocolate go on lemon? Cozina. Oh, I have had these before. These are these are very good, by the way. Celebrations, yes. Yeah, I, I just posted the like milk chocolate card thing that I talked about earlier. Uh, uh, lemon with chocolate, yeah. I, I wouldn't describe myself particularly as a fan. You can mix together cocoa and lemon in the coffee talk games. There are some situations mm-hmm. where that's actually critical to advance the story, but uh, even those moments are actually pretty rare and fleeting in that game. Man, I'm going to tell you guys right here, right now. I right am here, right almost now. entirely spent. I'm only holding on for this episode because we're talking about the GBA, and the GBA is awesome. But man, oh man, if, if you, you want to see Cozy at full force and you missed it live, go and watch either the VOD or the audio version on podcast services of our barf review of Moonlighter, because I gave it my all for that piece of shit awful <laughs> not actually that awful it's like just pretty mediocre game i love it alex i will say a real a real pick me up go smoke about four blunts eat three uh weed gummies and just take a shot of bourbon and vodka together and you'll feel ru- ru- real real good this real, kid real in a coma. Oh. I, I literally have <laughs> weed gummies actually right in my cabinet take over five to of the those. side Okay, Take five of those do and, it. and talk to me later. He's going to be asleep in 10 seconds. Uh, we have to on twitch.tv slash Lady at Sunday evenings at 8.30 oh Eastern. <laughs> YouTube <laughs> podcast, 9 a.m. Eastern time. Upcoming, not a lot. We've got some I stuff actually, about magic and... Chad, you should games. block that out later because that might actually violate the Twitch TOS. It's just so. gummies. We don't, it's, we don't know what it is. It's just also, gummies. Yeah, like, it, could be, it could be Centrium once a day men's vitamins. <laughs> That's a Flintstone in there. That's a Fred That's a Flintstone. Flintstone. Yeah, I'll, uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll censor it for you. Just don't say that it's THC. All right, so uh, coming up first, main quest. That's the thing we talk about first. Some Nintendo news. There we go. Numbers what? about Nintendo. Apparently, people like that Zelda game, and it sold huge, and Cozy is wrong about Metroid. All coming up next. First up, Andy Robinson hmm. of VGC. We'll get there when we get there. Let those gummies hit you first. Legend of Zelda <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom <laughs> drove a record quarter for Nintendo Switch with the company confirming it sold... 18.51 million units of the game as of June 30th, 2023. So in what, two that's months' five time? five weeks ago. Yeah. That's a lot of copies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the company also enjoyed a record uh, first quarter profit, $1.294 billion, which is up 82% and surpasses the 2020 period when it released Animal Crossing New Horizons at the start of COVID-19 lockdown boosted sales. Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom was released on May 12th and sold 10 million copies in its first three days, according to Nintendo, that made it the fastest-selling game in the history of the series and the fastest-selling Nintendo game for any system in Europe and the Americas. Before I get to that second part, uh, 20 million copies in like two months is like a lot, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. People like that Zelda game, huh? Yeah. Yeah, Talk about I, it. I will get back to it. Talk I'll beat it before it. the end of the year. <laughs> Come on, guys. Let's make content about it. <laughs> so this initially, this makes me think of like, like reading the story. I was like, oh, that's right. Animal Crossing New Horizons did so fucking well. And then it's like, if the world didn't die, that game would not be anywhere near where it was. 
That game was boring as a hippo's left nut. It was... I Had the pandemic not been a thing, I would not have played it. If I did play it, I would certainly not have subscribed to a text message thread where people were asking me for turnip prices twice a day for three weeks straight. Absolutely not. I put up with a lot of shit in 2020 because of pandemic. So... I'm glad Zelda, something worthwhile, Tears of the Kingdom, is actually, like, beating that. You know what's really upsetting? And we kind of glossed over it. How has Chad beaten that game, but Alex hasn't? Because Alex is a coward. What's going yeah, on, Mr. I, Nintendo? I don't know. I don't know. It was... Well, I, I'm trying to remember, like, what the last thing... Oh, you know what it was? So, And by the way, mild spoilers for Tears of the Kingdom ahead. So there are these, like petroglyphs in the ground where you got to like go to a specific location in them mm -hmm. and find like this tier and that tier gives you a memory of what happened to zelda when she was sent there spoiler alert into the ancient past to hang out with raru and uh, what's her face and all those other jabronis and basically there's this one memory where ganondorf like manages to take them by surprise and like punches this one character and then he makes a really weird facial expression. Chad, do you remember this? Yeah, it was, again, spoiler alert. <laughs> I have to keep, I feel like I have to keep saying it in the middle of the spoiler itself. <laughs> I just remember getting to the end of that cutscene and being like, oh man, like I was, you know, you go back and you listen to my early impressions of the game. And I was like, man, I really appreciate the ways in which this game is following up on the story beats of Breath of the Wild. We're finally getting our first, like, true zelda sequel and not just a zelda game that occurs after another zelda game and i feel like that moment was a moment where i realized oh this story is not going to be all that um but i had otherwise been enjoying the gameplay up until that point but that was it's just one of those things where we've all had this where we reach a certain point in the game we're not hating the game but we're not loving it and then something happens that tips the car over the cliff it doesn't even necessarily have to be a huge thing. It's just like the one thing that kind of tips yep. the glass from being half full into half empty. And that was kind of that moment for me. See, that's why I that's why I mainlined it. That's why mm -hmm. I immediately went after all the memories. That's why I went straight for the, the story, spent 40 hours on it and said, cool. I'm not going to go build a bunch of shit and hunt a bunch of stupid shrines and golden poops everywhere. I'm not going to tire myself out on this thing. I'm going to suck in what I want and what I need so I know I'll enjoy it. That's interesting for Game of the Year now, because I thought it'd be his favorite game of all time, and he's like, I don't know. We'll see. Mm -hmm. Interesting. All right. Um, by the way, I looked up numbers. We don't mm -hmm. have a two weeks mark for New, New Horizons Animal Crossing. Why? It's <laughs> <laughs> in front of you, Chad. What happened? It's part of it's part of the beta software we announced with it. <laughs> so, yeah, there's balloons. We want fireworks. We got fireworks, baby. Oh, no, that's confetti. Oh, man. <laughs> fireworks, baby. Oh, my um, God. I was... Uh, <laughs> me for a fucking loop. Um, so, in 12 days, Animal Crossing New Horizons sold 11.7 million copies compared to 14 days of Zelda selling 18.51. So... Okay, very cool. Ooh, I like uh, that I, they, I, I remember these are here. I'm going to like, if I like something now, I'm going to do this. Oh, it doesn't quite fit the frame of my video. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change the frame that's of my funny, video. I, those balloons came up and I thought I was on those gummies. <laughs> uh, next, uh, second part of the story, some more info on what's left coming to Switch. And this is where the part where Cozy might be wrong. Oh, my starting stuff is in Wesley Inpool, IGN.com. As part of its latest financial report, Nintendo listed all the upcoming and announced games coming to Nintendo Switch. Notably, the list includes Metroid Prime 4, which still carries a temp title and TBA release date. Here is the list in full. By the way, so this is stuff that we know is Switch exclusive coming out. Detective mm -hmm. Pikachu, Super Mario Wonder, RPG... Princess Peach will star as the main character in a brand new game, Temp. And then Metro Prime 4 is still listed on this list of Switch-specific games. Hmm. Uh, Metro Prime 4 has suffered tumultuous development since it was announced six years ago in 2017. Uh, development was restarted in 2019 with help of Retro, developer of the original Metro Prime games. At the time, Nintendo said it took the decision because of the fourth entry had not reached the standards we seek in a sequel to the Metro Prime series. I mean, and I now, feel like... This doesn't actually mean anything. I was just funny to point it out that Cozy's convinced 
it's a it probably just a cross gen is all this means that's the thing i don't feel like this necessarily invalidates anything i feel like this could very well be a twilight princess situation where it does release on the original switch but it does also come out on the switch successor as well i still think i still think there's a good possibility this could be a launch game for the new hardware we're close enough at this point that i feel like it's entirely possible um obviously Do i don't know that for certain Maybe that won't come to pass, but like, look, there's another game on this list called Princess Peach will star as the main character in a brand new video <laughs> game. That's not a weird exaggeration on that part, on our part. That's actually something that Nintendo wrote down. Nintendo can change their mind at any time. And also, like, I, I want to say like a year ago, Nintendo was asked, hey, you guys developing any new hardware? And they're like, no, we're not actively developing anything. Don't worry about it. Nintendo can be deceitful. Nintendo can play a game of smoke, daggers, and mirrors all they want and decide to completely upend and change the game and deliver something that you never could have anticipated, but probably were anticipating all the same at the very last second when they want to. Do you think Nintendo would ever do the, like, I can't remember the last time we saw it. Well, actually, it's probably much more common with indie games now, but like first party studio, God of War 2 comes out on PlayStation 2 after the PS3 has already launched. Like, do you see, like, you think Nintendo could do that kind of thing where it's like Switch 2 is already out, but we're going to release a Switch 1 game, Metroid Prime 4. I mean, they did that with the Metroid series with Metroid Samus Returns. So that game came out on the 3DS uh, in late 2017 after the original Switch had already launched. So there but is actually they precedent also, for that. Like, they talked a lot of talk about how this is not a successor to the 3DS. They will live in harmony together, the Switch and the 3DS, right? Right. Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see. We will see. All right. Very cool. Interesting stuff. We're gonna move on. Are the gummies hitting yet? You feel oh, 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 all oh. twenty of them? All twenty of them that I definitely <laughs> jostled into my mouth earlier are just making my brain go whoosh. Very cool. We're gonna <laughs> brain go whoosh. <laughs> Fun times. We're gonna move on to playtime. Playtime. Moving on to playtime. Alex, I'll go ahead and let you go first so you can rest. So uh, I've been playing rest. a lot more Pokemon Unova Emerald. Uh, that mod is still a lot of fun. Uh, I, I've really been kind of taking my time and savoring it, spending a lot of time leveling up my Pokemon so that I can evolve them into all sorts of advanced and cool forms. Uh, the person that created the mod actually made it so that a lot of Pokemon, you don't even need to trade them around because it's sort of difficult to do that when you have a ROM hack of a game. And instead, you can just level them up to a certain level to evolve them, which is great. Um, Another Pokemon game that I've also been playing as well, and I actually was playing this last week as well, but I just forgot to put it on the dock that time, um, is Pokemon Sleep. So this is the okay, 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 Pokemon okay. spinoff game that infamously was first announced in a very wild uh, Pokemon presentation uh, back before the pandemic. Went completely dark during the pandemic. Possibly this is just conjecture on my part because you need people to sleep to test this game. And it's sort of hard to do that when you're dealing with a global pandemic. Uh, game came out just recently uh, in the middle of July. And here's what I'll say. I'm really enjoying Pokemon Sleep as a sleep tracker. I'm really enjoying the kind of like new bits of Pokemon trivia that it's applying me with as a longtime Pokemon fan. I find that the game has a lot of bullshit in it that kind of sogs down the experience. Basically, the way this game works is you tap a button on it that's like, hey, track my sleep. Game tracks your sleep. You wake up in the morning, you tap, hey, stop tracking my sleep. Shows you a little graph of like, this is when you were lightly sleeping. This is when you were moderately sleeping. This is when you were deeply sleeping. And this is how long you slept for. And then after that, it's like, all right, guess what? There's a sleeping Snorlax. And he earned X amount of drowsy points. Now there are all these Pokemon that have uh, just basically come around Snorlax and are now sleeping in his vicinity. You got to tap each of them in order to get some additional points. Then you got to feed them cookies. Then after you fed them cookies, <laughs> you have to choose which one you want to take along with you as a party companion. Then after that, you're given a bunch of other point breakdowns. Then you're shown, hey, you've unlocked all these uh, menu items that you can create. And oh, hey, here are some various ingredients that you can use to make these menu items. Do you want to auto make some menu items or do you want to make them manually? You can decide for yourself once you get that all out of the way it's like all right now if you want you can go to this menu and check your stats and progress if you want this you can go and check your notes if you want this you can check your this game has too much going on it is far 
far more complicated than it needs to be. I, I play Pokemon Go pretty religiously, and that game has a lot of stuff under the hood that you need to account for. But I remember the launch of that game being so much more simple and seamless uh, than this one in terms of you got the game, you booted it up. It was like, hey, go catch your starter. And then you're kind of off to explore the world and gradually catch Pokemon. And the game will slowly dole out new updates and new pieces of information and new stats and whatnot at a fairly leisurely pace. So all the new stuff that you need to learn about is sort of like absorbed in a kind of like slow and efficient manner. This game from the get-go was a shotgun blast of stuff that I frankly as a Pokemon fan, even as somebody who has like really gotten into the nerdy side of things, don't really care about. Um, but it is great as a sleep tracker and I do appreciate again, uh, echoing what I said before, new pieces of information that it has to impart on Pokemon that we've already known about. So something that I don't like about a lot of the mainline Pokemon games is that they tend to reuse Pokedex entries of old Pokemon. The idea is that in the Pokemon games, you have this thing called the Pokedex. The Pokedex tells you, hey, this is Totodile. It's the uh, Totodile, water... the bitch Pokemon. <laughs> Totodile, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> water crocodile Pokemon. It loves to live near rivers and it loves to bite things down with its jaws very hard. And basically, what the Pokemon games tend to do a lot is they'll just repeat that information from game to game to game to game. And so you're not getting any new information about Totodile. Something that I appreciate about Sleep is that it has new Pokedex entries for every Pokemon you can encounter in the game that are completely unique to that game and completely unique to what are these Pokemon's sleeping habits. And so I just today caught a Totodile and I learned apparently Totodile has unihemispheric sleep. I don't know if that's actually how it's pronounced, but basically when Totodile goes to sleep, it only turns off half of its brain. And so it always sleeps one eye open because that side of its brain is still active and the other one's closed because it abuses a child and now it has trauma. <laughs> it may very well be, but reading that, I'm like, I appreciate that. I appreciate that Pokemon sleep is actually adding interesting canon information to the world of Pokemon that I care about. But yeah, that seems, that say, seems like too much. If, if you're like someone like you and I who like play Pokemon go, I assume you play every day. Like I do it's like, that seems like mm. it's too much to also play sleep at the same time and do all of the different things going on yeah. in sleep. Yeah. I totally thought it was going to be sub Pokemon go in terms of complexity, but it is weirdly complicated. Um, Outside of that, I've also been playing more of Diablo 4 Season 1. I echo a lot of what I said last week of not feeling the Season 1 content, but, you know, that game is still just fun in general. And, you know, I, I looked over this past week and I was like, I feel like I have a little bit of spare time to kill before a lot of the big fall winter games come rolling along. Uh, I've been meaning for a real long time to replay Citizen Sleeper on playstation console so i can get those sweet sweet trophies so i popped in playstation blah, blah, blah. i popped in citizen sleeper on my playstation and let me tell you that game still as great as when i played it on the original xbox the writing in that game is oh so good i don't remember where i ranked it on my personal like top 10 list of games from that year but like after replaying it i might rank it even higher than wherever i ranked it last time it this game like might be like a top three of last year. And, and I had completely forgotten about this. What's great is that following its original release, the creator put out three DLC episodes that kind of further follow up on some plot points in the game and introduce some new characters and some new conflicts. Uh, I'm only through one of the three episodes so far, and it kind of feels almost like <clears throat> Citizen Sleeper the movie. Like you just experienced the TV show, and now here's a nice, big, meaty, more cinematic conflict for the sleeper to deal with that I'm really enjoying, and I'm looking forward to seeing to its end, and I'm looking forward to eventually when Citizen Sleeper 2 comes out. Yeah, That's really interesting that because uh, like how serendipitous that today I also brought out Citizen Sleeper again for the first time in, I don't know, probably five or six months since they really made linear fusion rifles like really shitty. But I brought it out today and it was like, I'm I'm so close to this catalyst. Like it was 30 kills out of like 300 that I needed and I put it away. But we did a couple dares of eternity today, me and Audrey. And now I'm at like 159 on this Citizen Sleeper So there's catalyst. a gun called Citizen Sleeper? Um. Oh shit! I see how you, I see how you got. I, there. I was no, gonna say, where did your citizen sleeper? 
sleeper simulant catalyst. I see. I see mm. where you got confused. Well, oh, we, where did your citizen yeah. sleeper set up? Uh, set up shop on Erlen's eye. Did he go to the Nexus over in the center? Did he go to one of the apartments uh, near the Yadigan district? Did he go to? The, did he just stick in the uh, like box that the original dude found him in? Where did he find no, himself? No, it was mostly in the Black Hole Eternity with the Star Horse game show. I mean, at the end, we you do it a couple different places. Like we went to the Cabal the second time, and we fought oh, the boss Cabal, and then but the first time. It was Vex, which is weird because it was twice Vex in a row. Mm. So, did, did you, know you find your did you find your way to the Greenway and join the Haifa Commune? You know what's really funny? No, Listen but we did go this. to Zer's Treasure Horde, though. I Ugh. understand. Interesting. Why women would listen to dudes talk and be like, "My pussy's dry." <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Anyways, Chad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> by the way, Smitty, we will get to Baldur's Gate because that's the main event. Chad, what have you been playing now? Uh, and I played Moonlighter. So as Alex mentioned earlier, uh, he was he was forty days and forty nights sing for Moonlighter. He blew it all, and then that's why he's tired now. We talked about it already. Um, so go watch that Josh Hartnett movie, and then watch our Barf episode that we just recorded. And uh, so that's why I played. And then uh, yeah, Vow of the Disciple was the raid that we did this week in Destiny. Brought brought our new friend Dave through that. He was a great great time there. And then uh, did the Citizen Sleeper stuff that I talked about. And then yesterday was just like going out to a couple of retro games. I was looking for, I'm just looking for like Game Boy games and Game Gear games now that I have my my uh, analog pocket and I'm using it a lot. And while I was there, I was like, oh, fuck, they had a PSP 1000. Got this fat PSP. Ooh. So I got this. It was, it was, it was, it was a good deal. It's got a, a brand new UMD drive in it, brand new battery. The LCD's got like a little bit of like burning around the, the edges. But I just ordered a new one off Amazon for 19 bucks. I'm gonna replace that. But yeah, so um, I, I'm gonna I'll, I'll boot this thing up and play a little bit on it over the next couple of weeks, maybe. You watch Spider-Man Two on that bad boy? You can. Uh, so it comes with. Here's the thing. It comes with. I guess they were using this to test it, but the official PSP sampler disc. Oh, okay. And I know what you're thinking. Oh man, yeah, this has like a bunch of cool demos for things that you could play and eventually buy. It has eight game trailers on it <laughs> it has a trailer for escape from monkey island or whatever the ape escape that's what it is it has a trailer for all of these games it's like oh that's it he um, just needs to know the disc is spinning that's all that needs yep. to happen yep um uh, and then oh are you uh, just riddling update i had a lot of people reach out to me after um, my thing last week where I told everyone, hey, I have ADHD and I did something about it and life is great now. A lot of people were like, how does one do that in case I'm asking for a friend? Um, first, I went to my doctor. If you don't have a primary physician, like, mm, suggest doing that. I was like, hey, I'm having some trouble concentrating, having some, some issues here that I think might be ADD or ADHD. And she's like, well, let's get you to talk to a psychiatrist we referred me to a psychiatrist we had a discussion there was a questionnaire that i filled out and they were like okay interesting yeah i think you might have add but not adhd otherwise you probably wouldn't be sitting still you'd probably be like up and moving around it'd be difficult it's like okay and then they gave me a test to do at home and they had me give the same test to someone who knows me well about me and then we met again afterwards and they're like oh you have super adhd like you <laughs> the way you answer these questions like you are yeah you are uh you definitely have ADHD. So that's that's my journey. Like it starts with a discussion with my doctor and then psychiatrist and now I'm meeting. We're still figuring out the medication. Like, is this the right medication? Is it the right strength? Et cetera, et cetera. So we're, we're meeting every other week. But um, yeah, if you're curious, like go, go start talking to your doctor if this sounds like something that is like up your alley. Uh, that's it. That's all I played. Just Moonlighter into Destiny. Surprise. Yeah. By the way, I just want to say real quick, Chad, I'm really yeah. happy that you're figuring this stuff out. If it seemed like I was grinning a little bit throughout that, that was not at the story you were telling. I was grinning at the fact that apparently there are bionicle raves in St. Petersburg in Russia. I just <laughs> learned that, and I am seriously considering maybe booking a plane ticket over there when things well, cool I, down. I did kill you in my brain while you were grinning, and now that I know the reason, I'm going to try to figure out if there's a way to unkill somebody in your brain. Bionicle raves right. in where was it? Saint Petersburg. Saint Petersburg. Yeah. Again, if I'm a woman and Alex is trying to court me and he talks about a bionicle <laughs> rave, I am not interested. Uh, <laughs> I'm just messing with you. All right. So what Adam played? Played one main thing, by the way, Smitty. It's coming up right now. But first, I did play a way out. 
I've never played that game before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Escape co-op prison. Joseph Ferris game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fuck the Oscars. Bef- yeah. Yeah, before he made It Takes Two, which I had played. Um, actually, I think it's, we did something on this podcast about that. But my son wanted to play a co-op game. I was like, bro, I don't know what you want to do. I don't know you want to play. I was like, you know, a way out? I've never played it. Sounds cool. Um, I do know the big twist. He's not in here. I know the big twist of that game, and he doesn't yet. So I am ready to screw him over. I already <laughs> forgot the big twist. Uh, I don't want to say it for anyone out there, but I'll, okay. I'll say maybe somebody's a rat. <gasps> Didn't ring a bell with this guy. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. There is a big twist, um, okay. and okay. I'm excited for it to come up because I don't know exactly how it happens, but I know it's there, and I made sure okay. to pick the right options. But we're going to go ahead and move on to the Gates of Baldur. It's Baldur's Gate 3. Mm. Holy hell, everybody. Mm-hmm. Game of the year right here. We're talking about Zelda's not doing it. Chad said FF16 is definitely not going to be it. You know what is Game of the Year? Baldur's Gate 3, everyone. Check it out. Um, <laughs> no, I've played 20-ish, 20 20-plus 20 hours, and the game came in on Thursday, and it's Sunday when we're recording. Proud of you. Uh, God, it's so good. Holy hell. This game is... So there's a couple of interesting things. I think... I don't know what the stats right now, but... Concurrence on Steam, it's like one of the most played games on Steam of all time. It hit 800,000 today, I think. 800,000 today? Yeah. Jesus Christ. It was for concurrence. is insane. Um, yeah, so that game's going to do very well. It's going to do well when it comes to PlayStation. It's a good time. It is technically only available on Steam, so it's not like that, that audience can be fractured among other consoles yet. I suppose, yeah. I mean... Yeah, yeah. I mean, when it has more people, I don't know why I'm trying players. to shit on this game. I'm very excited for this game, and I'm it's very into whatever game. you're about no, you're to good, say. You're so. good. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's great. I played it day one, and I again, I already loved early access. <laughs> Let's do it. Did it pop up? <laughs> I loved early access. Right? I'm like, this game is amazing. And then the main game came out and was just like better what I'd already played, which was already amazing. Um, and there's like no problems, man. It just came out. It was super, super good. It's wonderful. There's I've never had a, played a more ambitious game where it's just like you. I mean, people, everyone's like, you can do whatever you want to do. Now it's like you literally just do a lot of crazy bullshit. I've been hit again. This part of the game I've played before. And there's stuff in this game like this never happened before. This is all brand new. And I'm literally shocked of it. And there's just a crazy amount of things you can do. And it's it's wild. I I don't think we'll ever see. We see a game like this every once in a while. You know, think like Red Dead or you know, this game or whenever someone's like, hey, let's like go above and beyond and just do crazy stuff. And most people are like, that's way too much time, way too much money. We're not going to do that. That's why we only get these once in a while. But this is one of those. And uh, man, I am loving it. And I haven't even got to the new stuff yet. I mean, I've gotten new stuff, but I haven't got to the new, new stuff. And I'm already like, yeah. I'm is in. this, uh, I, I I hadn't thought of this as, as potentially being the case, but now in this open world renaissance that the whole world is having, is this game open world? Is this an open world game? Like, can I get Alex sort of. out on this thing? Um, no. It's like open zone. There's a bunch of... Basically, there's a big map. It's a massive map, and you can walk around it. But it's not just, like, endless open world. Just go run around, do whatever you want. There's very specific, like, this area is for this. This area is for that. You can completely miss this entire area. It's all cool. Okay. So, like, there is a map, and you can walk around the map. Um, But it's not just, like, oh, run around to this town, and then... I'm just thinking of Red Dead for some reason. Like, oh, there's going to be a shootout with a with a random posse that pops up. Yeah, Nothing yeah, like yeah. that. Okay, but it is a a very large world. I will say with a lot of is stuff. Is Baldur's Gate three your game of the year so far, or at least how close is it to oh. dethroning that position? I want to keep playing it, obviously, because I want to get to the new content stuff. I really don't completely know, but I mean, it's going to be if I devote today. I mean, to be top three easily. Like, I don't have to think about it. It's top three. Then I would think about it, and we'd see if it ended up being number one. It's very possible. Again, I think by the time I get to the end of the game, and I'm like, wow, that was wild. There's so much stuff that I've done. And I expect the journey to keep being good. I mean, all the reviews and everyone who's playing it saying the same thing. So um, I think it's definitely in that conversation for sure. So I do have questions from old Smitty. And Smitty, if you're still here, cool. If you're not, you can listen to on the podcast. Smitty said, hey, uh, Adam, I have questions pertaining to Baldur's Gate 3 that I can answer on tonight's podcast. Number one, would you, would you suggest waiting to play it on console if I don't have a high-end PC? And then he gave me his uh, details. Now, we've already determined that his PC is not necessarily strong enough to play it. I am, I'll, you know, segue that to say, hey, I'm excited for y'all PS5 people when this comes out. Again, I'm playing mouse and keyboard. That's how I've always played this game. It's cool. 
but I did play Divinity 2 on console, uh, and I think it works really well. And I cannot wait for you, especially for you, Chad, who's not interested in Starfield, you know, because, you know, that's the other game coming out at the same time. But this, I think PlayStation fans are going to be like, oh, holy shit, I get to have like a real ass fucking massive RPG right now. Like that'll tide you over until Spider-Man comes out, if I had to guess. So if you don't yeah. have the crazy PC setup, play it on PlayStation. I'm sure it'll be great. I'm sure it'll be fine. That console can definitely run it. Um, so I will definitely say that. I'm excited for you guys. I got even more excited just now. All the talk about this game is like, oh my god, there's so much content. There's so much thing. There are 170 hours of cutscenes. It's three times the Lord of the Rings books combined. All that kind of shit. But I just looked it up on how long to beat, and it's 24 and a half hours for the story, 34 if you do side quests, and 70 and a half if you are like completionist everything. And I was like, that is so perfect mm -hmm. to me. Now, I'm interested I'm no what those numbers scared are of this game because that game just came out. Uh, yeah. So maybe that was for early access. I think. How long was uh, was your time with Final Fantasy 16, Chad? Um, about 50, 60, maybe about 65, maybe. On the, I think if, if you mainline and do a, and mostly stay on the straight path, I think it'll be about the same ish. Okay. From everything I've from everything I understand, um, but yeah, man, so much, so much choice, man. I just I'm playing the new character archetype that was never in the early access, and I just did a big murder, and it would, came out of nowhere, and I was like, "Holy hell, what just happened?" I massacred a lady in my sleep, <laughs> and I had no choice in it. I just woke up, and it's like, "Oh yeah, there's a dead body at your feet." I'm like, "I like that lady." Oh well, she's dead. Uh, next up, um, let's see. What was the first thing you remember that made you say, "This is uh, fucking awesome"? This is what Smitty said. Put your headphones on. I'm about to cuss. I'm talking to myself right here. <laughs> I will say from the beginning, character creation is crazy. Like, number one thing, when it comes to combat, character customization, uh, in-game, everything, this is D&D through and through. So if you've ever played D&D, you'll understand how it all works. And I think, I don't think you have to have a history of D&D, but I think it really helps. Because like, there's like a lot of spells in D&D. There's a lot of understanding like how a rogue works, how a fighter works, how a barbarian works. All that stuff is much easier if you know what's going on already. But in customer character customization, I gets crazy. You can do multiple hair colors, body types, pronouns. There's, you know, like 27 different options. It's great. But the best thing is there's a take off clothes button because you can customize your old genitals. Oh! Somebody wrote a story. I did not read it. It said that Baldur's Gate 3 is AAA horny. Uh, and it definitely is. This game this game goes for everything, is what I'll say. Immediately, I'm like, oh, that's what, is, that's what my guy's thing looks like. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> now, for people like you in Dallas who like to make exact replicas of themselves and play themselves in these games, like, does the wiener get big enough? Um, I can... Well, we'll talk about this very <laughs> specifically. It's weird. So I'm actually playing as, like, a green alien guy <laughs> because... Whoa. I know. I'm basically playing the, the thing that I played in Mile of Misfit Rolls, which is like a, an alien guy from space, whatever. Uh, but they do have four options for that, and it is with and without hair, and then circumcised and uncircumcised. Whoa! Who knew and it's aliens green. also circumcised? That's and it's wild. green. So uh, there's that. <laughs> so that would be the wow moment. For, and then again, I think the whole my backstory thing. Is, <laughs> the wow moment for you was a green uncircumcised dick. It's crazy. <laughs> no, there's so much customization, so much good stuff. But I would say the, the first thing that I was like, oh, wow, was the I was playing the new character background. And then I murdered somebody in my sleep. And now I have to figure out what's going on with my backstory because I was like, well, I was not seeing any of this come up. Yeah, balloons for everybody. Yeah. Um, and number three, <laughs> can you think of five to ten tips for someone that's starting the game? Again, Smitty, I would say there's probably a short video out there just understanding basic D&D, like classes, abilities. Because, like I said, I didn't need to look at the tutorials because I knew how D&D worked. I would say understanding that, understanding the basics of how D&D works. I'm sure someone made a, a five-minute, ten-minute video of, like, everything you need to know before starting Baldur's Gate 3. And it's going to explain all this stuff. I think that's the number one thing. After that, just do whatever you want. Make your choices. Fail, succeed. Doesn't matter. The story is going to change around you. And you're going to have a good time. And I would also say it, pick an origin character, which means that you have like a built-in backstory compared to just, I'm just a guy. Because I think that's more interesting. Um, the one of them that is fully customizable is the Dark Urge, which is the one I'm playing. The other one's already pre-made characters. But I would say, if you want to make your own guy, but have a cool backstory, play Dark Urge and just... Do whatever. Uh, but yeah, Baldur's Gate 3, amazing. Everyone played on PC now. PlayStation, it's a must-play in September. And I think it definitely needs to be on Game of the Year. 
Uh, I'm asking Ooh. for your video like that. Smitty, we will talk about it. I will literally walk you through every single character class in every race in this video game if you want me to. <laughs> I don't know if I can do it on the podcast, but I will do that. I think uh, D&D is 101 this, is Is it multiplayer? Helpful. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I'm not playing multiplayer, but it's fully multiplayer. Um, so there's that. I could do that. I could play with Smitty. And I think it'll be crossplay as well. Yeah, no, it is crossplay because that was... I had to turn off cross-save because it wouldn't let me save in the first day because there was well, a weird if, thing with that. If this comes out... And this comes out on PlayStation basically the same week that Starfield comes out on Xbox, right? Yeah. Which means you're not going to play with him on console. You're going to have to play with him on PC if he plays it. Because we're going to lose him to Starfield. Yeah, we'll have to figure out out timing for that. Maybe buy the Starfield Special Edition, play it six days early, and then switch over to Baldur's Gate. We'll figure it out. But Smitty, I will absolutely (laughs) play co-op with you. And we we will go through this journey and be as bad or as good as you want to be. I'm all about it. All about the smooching. You can pick (laughs) what you're... You feel it looks like. All right, good stuff. That's it. Ball's great. It's amazing. I'll talk about it more as I continue to play 70 hours in a, next month. Ah, uh, yes, Minnie, I love it as well. All right, moving on. Quest log. We got two things. One of these is for Chad. The other one is for everybody. Magic. Mm. Having some cool crossovers from Jordan Miller of VGC. Wizards of the Coast has announced that expansions based this spot for Magic the Gathering card game. Uh, also has a digital version I played a little mm. bit of. Announced uh, that expansions based on Fallout, Assassin's Creed, and Final Fantasy are coming to Magic the Gathering. Oh, look at that. The sets, which will uh, release starting in 2024, are part of Magic the Gathering's Universe Beyond expansion, which sees the 30-year-old trading card game partnered with brands, notably this year, Lord of the Rings and Doctor Who. By the way, the video of Post Malone buying the one ring card. Very good video. Check that out. Um... The follow-up uh, expansion will be the first to release, coming in Q1 uh, 2024, with Assassin's Creed coming in Q3 2024. The Wizards of the Coast also announced that beyond 2024, a set based on the Final Fantasy franchise will be released. So, Chad, here Son you go. Bitch. Final Son Fantasy cards bitch. for your nerdy-ass game. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, oh my god, can you imagine having like Ifrit and all these summons and icons and things like that as magic cards? It would be so fucking badass. But then I think, poor Matt. Poor Matt from Rhode Island is not only into Magic the Gathering, but he buys the physical sets. And when Lord of the Rings came around, like, I, I think he might have assumed this is the one thing I'm going all in on. But now that Fallout's here, and he's the one person supporting the entire Fallout franchise monetarily right now, excuse me, this is it. This is over. This is over. Magic the Gathering with Fallout, and then Final Fantasy coming for me, and then Assassin's Creed's there for whoever likes that still. Like, that's, that, that's wild. This might be, I, don't ready, do, um, I don't do physical collected card things because I know that it's going to get out of hand and I'm just like I I can't I can't do that. I can't. But I might try and get this whole Final Fantasy set. Do we know uh what characters will be appearing uh on like the card art for the Assassin's Creed set? Cuz it, it occurred to me when I I read this news story that like it probably wouldn't make sense for them to use like real historical figures, which are like ninety percent of the people that appear <laughs> in the Assassin's Creed games <laughs> over here fighting exactly. the vampire. <laughs> which makes me wonder, like Ezio, like someone like Ezio, probably a like fair go for uh, Cassandra from Assassin's Creed Odyssey. People like her, but then from there, like the Pope, you know, the Pope, had, uh, the Pope a, had a piece yeah. of Eden. He was a bad That's guy. True. You can absolutely put and, him on a card. Technically, not really based on a real person. I think I don't know. You're saying uh, the Pope you, isn't real. <laughs> no, I mean that okay. pope. Like the guy. The God's not real. The Pope Anyways, is real, guys. Let's let's. <laughs> Do we play? Maybe there's like a card based on Connor, the the Nolan North character from like the first three. Game- Wait, was his name Connor? No, Connor was Connor's Connor three. Was in three. The Connor's guy three. from Assassin's Creed Three. Right. What is the guy's name? Is the the real character? Who was Nolan North? In the real world. I forgot his name. Ethan. Nathan. Ethan Hunt. It was it was Nolan the guy who played North Nathan Drake. Nolan North. Character. Yeah. Desmond. 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 Desmond, that's right. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Oh, man. Those, real quick, real quick. I know a lot of people didn't like Desmond all that much. A lot of people didn't love the feature stuff in the Assassin's Creed games. I thought the feature stuff in Assassin's Creed 2 and the couple of games that followed that was were pretty good stuff. Like, I, I feel, felt like they integrated that stuff into those games I like well. it. I like And it's too bad that for, they... Yeah. yeah, no. I like it for 15 minutes you come out... Have another story and then go back in. I don't mind the in-between cool stuff. Yeah. It's too bad that they didn't really, after Desmond died, spoilers, they they didn't really figure out a good way to continue the future stuff. Oh, you you read the emails. 
There's a lot of good <laughs> stuff about there. Mm-hmm. In her emails. Her, her if emails. you if you play Assassin's Creed 3000, that's where you are a thousand years in the future and you're coming back to play as Desmond. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Desmond not playing not playing game. as Desmond playing as Ezio, but you are playing as Desmond. And oh, it's just Desmond. the future stuff is now the past stuff. Time. Um, next gaming showcase has an interesting twist. TaylorLiles.IGN.com. Game publisher Devolver Digital has announced its next digital event showcase, which focuses on delayed games. Uh, (laughs) In a new post on Twitter, not X, I know that's what it's called, but we're not saying that. Devolver Digital announced its Devolver Delayed Showcase, which will have already aired if you're listening to the podcast, um, which airs on August 7th. Uh, noting the event will be the first ever showcase celebrating games that are courageously moving into 2024. Fucking uh, love them. <laughs> while game delays are common, it's uncommon for a game developer, let alone a publisher, but on a showcase dedicated entirely to nothing but games that were delayed for one reason or another. Again, yeah. Devolver's silly. They're doing their whole thing. I'm scared for Plucky Squire. I'm scared uh, for Gumbrella. Yeah. But yeah. I'll be excited when they come out. This messes up my fantasy critic, but at least I'll know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is the one game where you're playing as the one dude with the thread needle in like the underground blackish places and it's like a Metroidvania? Is that game Devolver Digital? Can you give me more? Chad's going to Google it if you don't yeah. give me more information. You're playing as a dude that kind of looks like an upside down tooth, but you have like two black eyes and you have a weapon that looks like a giant thread needle. <laughs> oh, it's a Mahalo Knight? Some... Yes. What's That's the not a Devolver guy game? with okay. the. F- What's what's Hollow Knight? (laughs) Okay, so you're talking about Hollow Knight. Yeah, okay, okay. okay. No, I don't think that's a Devolver game. No. I might be incorrect. That is also not coming out this year. Uh, But yeah, good on Devolver for being silly and doing their thing. Having a good time. Love it. All right. Next, we'll move on to... Chat? Segment from Adam. The segment from Adam. All right. I'm dead now. Again, not related to anything specifically. I'm just going to Seattle. Maybe I want to have a couple of Game Boy Advance games to play on my way. No oh. other reason than that. Nothing at all. Mm. I just want to know. the right charger. Yeah, I, where I'm <laughs> staying in America. Um, so, yeah, I want to basically, I have a list. I've asked you guys and asked the audience, but no one showed up and did it. So, thanks a lot, guys. Um, <laughs> no, they're fine. They're fine. I do want to know. I'm trying to compile a list. Oh, some really, really awesome Game Boy Advance game to play. We're just going to have fun and throw out some good ones. Again, maybe not necessarily the most popular. Maybe a little bit of, of deep, deep, deep digs. Dig Dug. Um, but I just want a, a list of cool GBA games to play for just whatever reason it might be. I have a list of top 25s from a couple of different publications. You guys have also sent me some. But let's just talk about it in here and throw it out because we got to pad the show, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you I've ahead. sent you this one. I don't. I don't. It's been a. It's been since I was a, a young baby little child since I played this game, but I remember fucking loving Spider-Man: Mysterio's Menace, and I bring it up as like a jokey joke on Twitter. But like, no, Spider-Man: Mysterio's Menace was like a dope, two D platforming Spider-Man game. Freaking love that. Feel shit. Like it was I also actually the first time I ever that. learned about Mysterio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first time you ever heard about Mysterio. By the yep. way, this Kuru Kuru whatever thing that Alex mentioned right, Kuru, privately Kuru, 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 is on this yeah. list that I'm looking at at the moment. I we don't have to talk about that, but I'm saying so. Spider Man, we put it on the list because I love a good Spider Man game. Yeah, so no so, problem there. When you told us about this last week, I reached out and I was like, "Hey, I got many different games that I want to recommend to you." First game on the list, and this is not necessarily my favorite Game Boy Advance game, but it's a really good game that. I, the most of all the Game Boy Advance games I know, I don't want lost in the shuffle, uh, Drill Dozer. So Drill Dozer is one of the few non-Pokemon games that Game Freak made during the Game Boy Advance era. Also, one of the few Game Boy Advance games that came with a like little rumble functionality built into your Game Boy Advance. Uh, very quickly, that rumble functionality got like diluted over time, and it just was like a very tiny vibration. Not even that, like more like just like a vibrating noise. But that game is like a surprisingly excellent platformer based around using your drill uh, to kind of drill holes for yourself to victory. It has some surprisingly excellent puzzles, a like very like silly, but like 
to the point and fun story. And it also introduced a character that made her way into Smash Bros. And I don't remember what her name is, but she was an assist trophy in Super Smash Bros. Brawl. And I don't remember Booty if she hole. showed up after that. Booty hole drilla pants. Booty hole that's drilla pants. One. That's the one. I do have some uh, throw outs from chat. Matt from RI, I believe. Matt from Reen, mm -hmm. whoever that may be. Now we know this. Metroid Fusion is my favorite game on the console, but that's very obvious. Advanced Wars is great too. Yes, if these, I will say, if there was some, maybe a random list I was a part of or some, or a panel of people trying to figure this out, if someone doesn't mention Metroid Fusion or Advanced Wars, I will be upset as well. That's the thing. Yeah, there are there obvious. are obvious ones. Like, yeah, Metro Fusion, incredible. Like, I think Golden Sun, if Golden Sun does not come up, like, that's one of the great JRPGs that has also never been ported outside of that console, I don't think. Um, yeah, that's absolutely should be on there. But, like, I'm trying to think of, like, some obscure shit for you. I've got one. I remember playing this, and again, I'm looking at, you know, top 25 lists from uh, different publications. I remember playing this a lot. And I think for putting this game portable and it actually being a solid version is why it's on this list. But you guys remember Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 on the Game Boy Advance? Which is, like, surprisingly yep. actually really, really good and really fun to play. Did yeah. not play it. I also played a I've heard good Matt things. Hoffman's Pro BMX on the Game Boy Advance. Uh, also very good. Do you think I should put Tony Hawk on that list? Do you think that this would be like, people are like, oh, yeah, that's right, that one was good. Do you think this would be a, make me sound cool? <laughs> <laughs> would it make me sound cool? Ah, <laughs> oh, God, I don't know. I feel like it's weird enough, but has enough cachet behind it that people would be like, no, you're smart. You get it. Or are you just kind of leaning into a brand? Be like, oh, I know people like Tony Hawk. And they're like, I honestly, when I when I remember Tony Hawk, I, I remember playing it on Xbox or I remember playing it mm -hmm. elsewhere. Like, I don't remember the GBA version that much. All right. I'll put that as a maybe. I will say, for anyone to get it out there, all of these Mario games that are just Super NES and NES games... Not going on my list. Right, yes. Yeah. So like Super Mario Advance 3, Super Mario Land 2. Like, that's whatever the hell those stupid names are. Like, that's... No. No, thank you. Do better. Uh, Alex, Adam, do you have a second one? Yeah, go for it. Yes. Now, here's the thing. You asked us to tell you about Game Boy Advance games. What I'm about to tell you about are not games, but I still do think that they're worthy of mention. Are you familiar with Game Boy Advance video? No, so, but I'm looking at this, this thing. The, I just sent you a link from Bulbapedia. These were a series of Game Boy Advance cartridges that contained full episodes of the Pokemon anime. So the first one contained episodes of For Ho-Ho, The Bell's Toll, and A Hot Water Battle. The next one contained a dual set of episodes, Playing With Fire and Johto Photo Finish, which were like the last two episodes of like the Johto arc of Pokemon. Uh, and then you had Pokemon I Choose You and Here Comes the Squirtle Squad, which were the first episode of Pokemon and the, the Squirtle episode of Pokemon. And then you got Beach, Blackout, Blastoise, and Go West, Young Mouth, which were like two episodes later on in the first season of Pokemon. Basically, they figured out how to shove eight separate episodes of the Pokemon anime onto Game Boy Advance cartridges. And you could straight up just play it on your Game Boy Advance cartridge like you were watching it on your TV set, albeit in it very low resolution. Better. It gets better. The entirety of the movie Shrek is on a Game Boy Advance cartridge. Oh, shit. Winner. Winner there is a dinner. cartridge that includes Shrek. The official name of it is Shrek and Shark Tale 2. Sorry, Shrek and Shark Tale, two movies in one. And it is two hours and 47 minutes of movies. Is this on a an Game officially Boy licensed thing? says, the list of published titles, the following, I'm on the Wikipedia page for Game Boy Advance video. The following titles and episodes were released in the Game Boy Advance video. Three feature-length movies and two compilations, including Shark Tale, Shrek, and Shrek 2, and then compilations of them. Yeah, this is real. And I then wasn't a aware of this. collection with Ed Ed Nettie, Courage the Cowardly Dog, Johnny Bravo, Wow, Codename Kids Next Door. Oh, I have not thought about Codename Kids Next see, Door. See, I assumed... In I assume that this was only a Pokemon thing because Pokemon was where I first heard of this phenomenon. And I assumed, well, Pokemon's rather Nintendo's like Game Boy Advance Wizards must have only imparted this knowledge of how to do this sorcery to the Pokemon team. But yeah, I wow. thought PSP and UMDs were blazing a path in the future. But no, it's Game Boy Advance video. It's Game Boy, it's Game Boy. So yeah. I've got and two more to Okay. There was also, sorry, real quick, uh, episodes of Dragon Ball GT and Yu-Gi-Oh! also made it onto the Ooh, Game Boy Advance in this nice. fashion. 
I've got two to throw at you guys real quick. Tell me how you feel. Chad, we've already talked about this a little bit. Again, I'm looking at the top of this list. Warrior Wear Twisted, Castlevania, Aria of Sorrow. Is that thumbs up from you guys? I don't think I've actually played either one of those. Sorry, I was still reading the Wikipedia page. You now have my attention. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> Castlevania, Aria of Sorrow, and Warrior Wear Twisted are on top of this list. They're not the things that I'm bringing, but do you think those are yes, thumbs up? Warrior Wear Twisted for sure. The from everything when I became like a Castlevania convert, whenever I played Symphony of the Night and I was looking for other games like it, the when I was looking them up of the thousands of Castlevania games, the ones that consistently were talked about in the best ways were the GBA versions of these games. Like these are the most like Symphony of the Night that the Castlevania franchise has to offer. So I would say, yeah, you're probably say I don't know that particular one and like whether that one's a good one or not, but generally the GBA versions are good. And WarioWare? I I have never played yeah. a WarioWare game. 100%. WarioWare's Definitely okay. put it on. Now, the two things, the last things I'm bringing, these are Adam-specific ones. Pokemon Pinball, and I guess for GBA it would have to be Ruby and Sapphire Pokemon Pinball. Me and Chad have talked about this before. Mm. I love Pokemon Pinball. Give me that weird giant cartridge thing that bumps around. We getting thumbs up on that one. Do you think that's good? Um, sorry, I was looking at this picture from Joel of, he has a, a copy inbox of Game Boy Advance video, Nicktoons Collection Volume 2 with SpongeBob, well, you guys are Power, insane. and Fairly Odd Parents. <laughs> you guys are insane. No, it's like Pokemon Pinball on GBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just learned this existed because of Joel. Like, I was playing the regular-ass Pokemon Pinball in my analog pocket over here, and he was like, I'm playing the Ruby and Sapphire version on GBA, and it's, I was like, oh, yeah, Absolutely. Oh, Joel says this Game Boy Advance video is also sealed. I love that Whoa. Joel goes to weddings and wastes his money on sealed GBA Right, fucking video all that money flying out and to go, like, get drunk. You can get drunk at home, Joel. You don't even like <laughs> these people. And then you We've just, like, him. waste a bunch of money on rocket power on Game Boy Advance. <laughs> and my last one that I want to bring to you guys. I don't know which one, but Yu-Gi-Oh! For me... The way I played the Yu-Gi-Oh! TCG was most on Game Boy Advance because it's hard to find random kids in the neighborhood. I want to put one of those on there. Do you think that's a good idea or will I get laughed out of the room? Uh, I think so. I feel like the like the old school Yu-Gi-Oh! games have had something of a resurgence recently of people being like, man, those games, those games are really good. Pokemon kind of sucked up a little bit too much of the oxygen in the room during their era. I'd say go for it. I have I've never Yu-Gi-Oh!ed. I've watched like two uh, episodes of the Yu-Gi-Oh! anime. But I've never played a Yu-Gi-Oh game or the card game or anything. You've never so, dueled? Never dueled, no. What an empty life you must have. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you guys for helping me with whatever this random thing I'm doing with Game Boy Advance games. Don't worry about it. I'll be in Seattle at Labor Day weekend. Everybody see me at PAX West. Woo! Um, that's the end of segment. That brings us to Game on Game Show, the game on our game show. We play a game called Game on, the gaming show on our game show. Game, 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 game. We have what might be the original. I don't remember what we first started with, but I think it might have been this. And we have not done it in almost a year. Video game, would you rather? Taking it back to one of the classic <sighs> Game on Game shows. Just a little discussion with some scenarios based around things you might find in video games. So I've got three of them. I forgot until right now that usually they end up like heinous and sexual and wild and weird, but I forgot that was a thing. So these are not heinous or wild or sexual or weird. They're just fun. So here's our first one. We're, well, I guess we'll start with the tamest one of them. So the first one, would you rather have one predestined person whom you're always chasing to spend your life with? Think like Mario and Peach. Or you can choose from a handful of people to romance, but most of them are different species and not exactly what you're looking for. So like basically arranged marriage from birth and there's one person out there that you have to marry or romance options in a game, but they're all kind of they're different species and you might have to put it in an alien dog. Oh, I don't like the Would dog part of that. I'll go ahead and say, playing Baldur's Gate 3, remember that green alien? There's one of those that's in your party. She's a fighter. Maybe I've already done it. And if I would have been playing a human character, that would have been weird, but I absolutely would have done it. So that's my answer. As long as it's not a dog. That's that's weird, Chad. Oh, I mean, we're thinking real life. Adam, there are aliens among us. You uh -huh. have to fuck a dog. 
Well, yeah, you get a, I don't know, you get a dog, you get a weird, like, Triceratops Krogan. What, a big, what about a tall like green a, lady? You get, maybe there's a tall green lady, maybe there's a Liara. Say less. <laughs> <laughs> I will okay, okay. go with having an arranged marriage because the cozy bloodline must continue. Oh, keeping it pure, just like the Nazis. <laughs> my, my family was forced to leave Slovenia because of the Nazis, Chad, so it's quite the opposite. I love it. All right. I don't love that your family had to leave because of the Nazis. <laughs> We're going to walk it back. We're going to walk it back. I like having choice. I like having choice. So I think like even if it was weird aliens, I'm also just a curious person. I'm like, I don't know. What does that weird space dog feel like? Who knows? We'll you stop with the dogs, please. <laughs> Next, would you rather? These <laughs> are dogs. Jesus, pull it together, Chad. Okay, that's I swear this did not intend to get that way. Anyway, number two. Number two. Would you like to would you rather? live in a society where capitalism does not exist and so the only way to get anything that you own is by looting it from other people or you can buy anything that you absolutely would possibly want but the only way to earn money is by hunting monsters so again think about this in real life do you want to just like have to it's just a constant like i stole it from you therefore it's mine or you want to risk your life hunting monsters to get money and buy whatever you want I'm I risk gonna, it to hunt monsters. Yeah, I'm gonna hunt monsters, man. Yeah, sounds exciting. Honestly, you think so? That's your profession. You know, dangerous, but like you Adam know. Gumby today. Yeah, capitalism disappears. You're mm -hmm. hunting monsters. Yeah, it could just be like a, a big rat, you know, that could be a monster. I don't expect it to be easy. Like, I don't expect myself to come out of my first few conflicts, you know, completely scot-free. But I think that, you know, everybody needs a little trial by fire. I feel like with enough time and preparation, I'll be just a monster hunting slaying machine. God, I don't know if I could do it. Like I think about right, like killing a spider is a big accomplishment for me, let alone you're talking about a big rat. I don't know if I could kill a big rat and then do something with its corpse that gets me money, whether that's, I don't know, selling its... Just gotta bring it in. ...skin or something. Let alone... And that's like, that'll get you a shack. Like, you can barely survive on rats if you're only killing mm -hmm. rats. I, I mean, maybe it's like a whole, like, family unit thing where, like, you do the hunting, but then uh -huh. everybody else in the family disassembles it. Like, you, you can figure out something to make it work. Let's turn everybody this fun. Everybody does the thing that they hate the least. Let's turn this fun. Monster. Pokemon. They're pocket monsters. Can you imagine taking a rifle and just taking a Pikachu out from 100 <laughs> yards away? No problem. All day. Yeah, okay. I forgot guns were a thing and bombs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do that. Because I don't want to live in constant fear that, like, somebody's just going to break into my the house. The looting problem is that other people also have to do it. Exactly. So yeah. everyone's constantly doing it, and that's, it's all over the place. Yeah. All right. Uh, number three. Apparently, we don't have to choose. Mainly, Brian says in the chat, there are dog Nazis. So, you don't have to choose Nazis or dogs. You can fuck one. It's the both. Uh, last one. Would you rather that the internet still exists, but the only means of interacting with it, and therefore the world's knowledge, is through a severed talking head? Or the internet was never invented? I'm going to say internet never invented because you don't know what you're missing. Like if it was just 1989 forever and no one knew the difference, we still have telephones. I um, we still have books. It's fine. I really value a lot of the friends that I've made online. So I'm going to go with the option that we can communicate via people via the talking head, but I would never use it. I would just be like, hey, let's relocate so that we can actually get close to each other and see each other in person and not have to deal with the head. Can you imagine getting mm, like going on yeah. Discord and you're just like holding a head up? You're like, yeah, react to that. Do a, a bonk <laughs> react to that message that Brian just sent. Like that's scary. I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know not if you're to doing. Mention, it. Not, like, I told you to like do you're... a pod face, but you're. It just looks like your normal streaming face. You need to do this better. How do you get these heads? Is it you got to go get your own head? You got to chop off somebody's head? Maybe it's like somebody dies and they're like, cool, finally, and then everybody's just waiting for somebody else to die. Like, oh. So-and-so has cancer, and everyone's just, like, waiting outside their house, like, oh, I'm going to get a new internet device today. 
all the rich people just have like super smooth, like hairless heads that are like very appeasing to look at. <laughs> They've like soldered up all the blood so that you don't really see it anymore. Do you think they smell like even Mimir? Well, you know, Kratos oh, and Freya sure. smell like shit. Yeah. So I'm sure Mimir also like smelled like decaying flesh and stuff. It was magic. He didn't smell bad. He smelled like a tree. Obviously. Pine. Come on. Obviously. That's right. I Obviously. mean, Obviously. again, in this scenario, the smell factor is probably like what really distinguishes you from like the rich and the poor. So, like the rich people probably right. like have like a crazy like aerating like operation going on in their houses. Because like now that they no longer need to pay for like liquid nitrogen cooling and all those crazy ram stuffs, <laughs> they can just like set up like a room or like a like a vase or like a, a something in their house that like keeps it like airy fresh at all times. So Matt brings up an interesting right, wrinkle in the chat. What happens if I try to look up an adult video and Adam says it moans at you? Can you fuck the head? Is that is that ethically? Do you do you do that with the video, Chad? No, but that's because videos don't have a hole right now. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> but, good but point. Like, th this one has a mouth and a tongue. You do you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think, I think, uh, I don't know. The internet's great though. Like that's how I get all my video games. I don't have to go to the store anymore. Can you, do you remember We're I think we're all old enough to remember life enough before video games, but like I would, when, when a new game was coming out and there was like, all right, it's coming out this day. And then I drive to media play with my parents and I go to media play and I say, Hey, where's this game? And like, mm, we don't have it. When's it coming out? It was like, I don't know. It looks like it might be delayed. And like, that's how we hear about game delays is you have to go to the, the magazine store industry would just be huge. Mm. Oh yeah. Magazine industry would just be bigger. Yeah. So. Growing up, it was very, very rare that I would like get games when they first came out. Like I tended to be late on that stuff a lot. My my parents though uh, though did go through a very long process of trying to secure a Wii when it first came out. They got it for my birthday finally in February first of two thousand seven. So they got it in the end, but that that period of time was tough for them. Yeah. At the end of the day, you get to fuck ahead, and it knows everything about you in the world. So that's what Jesus. I'm dealing with. And that's it for Game on Game Show. I, I thought this was not going to get sexual, but man, it did. It got there. Thanks a lot, Alex. All of the questions um, were. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. And that's it for Game on Game Show. That's it for episode 319 of Respawn Aim Fire. Thank you, everyone, for listening. So a couple announcements. One, if you're a patron for patreon.com slash respawn aim fire, you've got a brand new game show to watch. Raph Game Show is Pitch Perfect 2 with Adam Devine. Oh, I forgot about balloons. <laughs> I forgot about the balloons. Uh, yeah, Pitch Perfect 2 is up. Uh, it is a landmark episode in our series of Raph Game Shows. It is uh, definitely worth a watch. We had Asa Gray there. And why can I never fucking remember her name? It's Asa. She made our brackets. It's Asa and Erica. Sorry, Asa, Asa, Isa, Asa, Gray. And Erica? Um... They joined us, and it was about, what was the topic? I've, I've blacked everything out of my video brain. Video game franchises into movies. Video game franchises yes. into cinematic universes was the prompt. Did we all play by those rules? Did we all understand you, the prompt? You'll have to find out. Find out Did on Chad finally secure his first victory? You'll have to Who find knows? out. Uh, so that's out there. If you are not a patron, if you hate us, you get free shit. So a month delayed, you now have your first episode of Pitch Perfect, where we talk about video game theme parks. That's out now with Trevor and Mike. I love Misfit Rolls. Go listen to that on YouTube services as well. And then another Patreon perk is you get to help us choose which game we play every month for our backlog accomplishments with Respawn and Friends. Borf! And this month you chose... I already forgot. Venba. Oh, Venba. You Venba. chose Venba. Venba. It was a three-way tie on Twitter. I mean on patreon and our twitter vote broke the tie so we are playing venba that is brand new just released where is that where do people play that i know almost nothing about this game it's on everything but it's also on game pass but it's also on playstation i believe switch as well it's a cool okay, okay, indie okay, game okay, okay, okay. about cooking and telling a story about family telling the story about cooking and family don't cook your and the family platinum's like, cannibalism <laughs> the platinum's like two and a half or three hours or something like that and oh fuck set yeah. in canada one of the best countries so that's right set in canada 
Top Does 10. Alex appreciate a lot of Canadian references in Pitch Perfect? Tune in to find out. Probably not. Patreon.com slash Respawn Fire. You guys leaned too heavily into it. You were pandering to me it, don't constantly. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. They got to listen. They got to fucking pay up. Um, that's it for our podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, Alex, tell the people where you want them to interact with you in the future on the internet through Mamir. You can find me over on twitter.com slash at Alex Kuzina, A-L-E-X-K-O-Z-I-N-A. I know it goes by a different name now, but as Chad said in the previous episode, we got to fight the power on this one. And twitter.com still redirects. So, yeah, we can still call it that and he won't win. Um, Adam, where can people find out about your Baldur's Gate shit and your opinions and stuff outside of this podcast? Uh, just follow me on Twitter at Adam Gumby. Maybe my profile name says Adam Gumby headed to PAX West. Come talk to me about... Honestly, oh, if you're going to be at PAX West, let me know because I need to go drink. So let me know. And it's impossible to do that without listeners. You got to have if someone show go up with you. And you don't have anyone there who knows you. You're dry as a bone. Yeah, dry as a bone, just like, <laughs> uh, God, I couldn't remember it fast enough. Whatever we were talking about is dry in here in the chat. That was, time I think it was barf, there. I think. Yeah, yeah. Dry barf? Yep. Just like dry barf. <laughs> dipping dots, dry dipping dots, that's what, that's what it, it is. Astronaut ice cream, yeah. Astronaut, oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 oh yeah, oh yeah, I remember now. Okay, that's it for our podcast. Thank you everyone for listening. Until next time, here's our usual sign off. Remember when we talked about fucking Nazi dogs? Did we?